Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this week's podcast and for those who have tuned in. We continue to pray for our schools and our teachers. We pray the blood of Jesus over influenza. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the radiance of God's glory, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, Jesus, in his capacity as Savior, saved us. In his capacity as intercessor, acts as our go-between. In his capacity as advocate, he defends us. In his capacity as judge, he will sentence us. Today, I want to look at his ability to serve in every one of those capacities. In the U.S. legal system, you have the prosecuting attorney, whose job it is to find you guilty, the defense attorney, whose job is to set you free, the jury, whose job is to listen to the evidence, the witness, whose job is to tell the truth, and the judge, whose job is to make the final ruling. Satan is our accuser and constantly bringing our sins before God. Revelation 12 verse 10b says that he accused them before God day and night. My brothers and sisters, Satan wants all humanity to face the same destination that he is headed for, and he wants to take as many with him as he can. He has a strong case. Just look at the world today. We are easily tempted by all types of sinful behavior, and Satan is quick to point it out to God. Imagine, if you will, Satan going to God in the morning, and your name is on his list for the morning session. Then, later that evening, Satan presents his evening list of sinners accused of violating all manner of morals, and you are on that list again. This goes on for weeks, months, years, and decades. Some days you're on the list, and some days you're not. But you are on the list. Not only you, but all of us. For we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. When Job's friends accused him of wrongdoing, he defends himself in Job 16:19, proclaiming, Surely even now my witness is in heaven, and my evidence is on high. My comrades for Christ, we like Job will only need to call on one witness. I'll get to the witness in a moment, but in this scenario, Satan is the prosecuting attorney and he has evidence against you and I. Folks, we are not Job, therefore our only plea should be guilty as charged. It is a plea some will try to deny, cover up, remain silent, plead no contest, and the biggest lie, pleading not guilty. But if we are honest with ourselves, and some are not honest at all, we have to confess, yes, I did it. I am guilty of sin and accept the punishment the judge hands down. At this point, Satan is ecstatic. He has a guilty plea followed by a confession. It's an open and shut case, and he immediately rests his case. 
and calls for a recess to gloat. Once the trial is resumed, the judge proceeds to move the trial along. We know about the defendant. That's you and I. We know about the prosecutor, Satan. Now let's find out about the judge. Psalm 98 and 9 says, For he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. My Christian friends, you will get a fair trial, for the judge must honor his word. Listen to what John 12:47 teaches. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. My brothers and sisters, Jesus did not come to the world the first time to judge the world. He came to save it through the word of God. If we accept God's word, we will accept his son. If we reject God's word, we automatically reject his son. When Jesus comes back the second time, he is no longer savior, but he is the righteous judge. 2 Timothy 4 and 1 announces, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Paul also confirms the status of the judge in 2 Timothy 4 and 8, saying, Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also all those who have loved his appearing. In Acts 10, 42, as Peter was preaching to Cornelius in his household, Peter says, and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. My friends, when attorneys go to trial, they always want to know the judge who will be hearing their case. They also want to know the background of the judge, his qualifications. So, what qualifies Jesus to be judge? Well, he was here on earth, suffering and tempted as a human, just like we were. Hebrews 2.18 declares, For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are being tempted. Folks, the judge who will hear our case has sympathy for us. It's written in Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Our judge also learned obedience through suffering, as mentioned in Hebrews 5 and 8. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. The last qualification of our judge was his obedience to the Father. Listen to Philippians 2 verses 8 through 11. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
And so, my friends, because of Jesus' obedience to the Father, God has appointed his Son to be judge. My friends, we've looked at the prosecutor, the defendant, and the judge. Now let's look at the defense. Here's what 1 John 2 verse 1 says. My little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Folks, the word advocate, an intercessor, consoler, a comforter. It is the same word used to describe the Holy Spirit. An advocate pleads another's case before a judge. Currently, Jesus sits at the right hand of God, pleading for the pardon of our sins. Now that's a hallelujah moment. We ought to be in constant praise for our advocate pleading for us. Hebrews 1 and 3 announces, Who, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. My Christian friends, the right-hand side of the throne was the position of majesty, of honor, and of glory. So, not only is he our advocate, hallelujah, he is also our intercessor. He is our go-between for us and God. And... Instead of selecting a panel of jurors, Jesus will hear our case as the lone juror. But the most important person at the trial is the witness. And in our case, Jesus decides to accept the penalty for our sins because we have placed our trust in him. Folks, after all the evidence has been presented, we are now ready for a verdict. As the defendant stands with Jesus, his attorney, Jesus the judge, Asked Jesus the juror, how does he find the defendant, guilty or not guilty? Jesus the juror announces a not guilty verdict. The defendant gives a shout of praise and hugs Jesus the attorney. Meanwhile, Satan is fuming and demands to know how a sinner like me could be found not guilty. Then Jesus the judge explains to him how the verdict came to be. He tells Satan that many years ago, Glenn gave his life to Jesus. By doing so, Glenn traded his life for the life of Jesus and trusted that when Judgment Day came, the jury wouldn't see Glenn Raglan, sinner. The jury would only see Jesus, the righteous one. Folks, my sins, although they are many, were paid in full at the cross. Satan will protest that the trial was rigged. Jesus as judge, jury, witness, and attorney was too much. Then Satan storms off, promising to bring his case against another person that will be found guilty. My friends, each one of us will have to stand before Jesus, the righteous judge. The difference is whether you accepted him as Savior or not. My plea to you is if you have not accepted Jesus as Savior, you can do so right now while you have time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your Son to be our everything, Savior, Lord, Judge, Mediator, and Attorney. We thank you and give you praise, for we will give your Son Jesus praise and honor for saving us from eternal damnation. We pray these things in the name of the faithful and true witness, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church 
send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.